everyone, welcome to One Mic Night. Everyone's here with One Mic Night Talk. Decided to add a little new element to the One Mic Night podcast and decided to go live. So as most of you guys know, I'm from Chicago, living in New York. And today I'm adding a co-host onto our live show. She's an actress, voiceover, singer. She does it all. We met in Chicago. She lived in New York and now she's living in A. So LA. So we decided to give you a live broadcast talking about all cities, current events, et cetera, et cetera. Please welcome my co-host, Patty McCree. What's up, Patty? Hey, Marcos. What's up? How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. So what's going on in LA right now? How's LA during this well, whole pandemic? LA, I mean, you know, okay. Let's just start off by addressing the 500-pound gorilla in the room, uh, coronavirus. Corona, okay. I, mm-hmm. I can tell you all kinds of wonderful things about L.A., but right now, coronavirus is just blocking shots left and right. Oh, you want to wow. go to the beach? Block. Oh, you want to check out all of our great shopping and dining? Block. You know... It's right. like all so, the things that make LA my favorite city in the entire world, only place I can live, is just completely blocked now by coronavirus. And what's worse is that second to Florida, we're like, or I guess in Arizona, we're like the, one of the hugest places in the world where cases are rising. Wow. And That's I, huge. Yeah. And, and I know why they're rising because... You know, just a short while ago, you, you're, t- you're telling us everything's opening back up. You can go outdoor, outdoor dining now. You know, you can go shopping now. And we're doing it. We're in the pools. We're shopping and dining. And now you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're going to close back down. Right. So LA, LA is one of those cities that opened up a little bit and then they, they retracted. Mm-hmm. the different. Well, you, you were doing phases also, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess it was more of an experimental thing than we thought because people are like, okay, yay, virus is over, they're going out. And some things you just can't be that socially distant. Right. You know, a restaurant, the tables aren't going to be, you know, your chair isn't going to be six feet away from the chair across for you at the table. Exactly, yeah. That two-top table is only so many feet apart. Right. That's the same things that we're experiencing here in New York. I mean, I think... We're, we're in phase, I want to say phase three now. There's no indoor dining, but there's outdoor dining. The tables have to be spaced six feet apart. Um, our cases are low here in New York, but still everybody's afraid of, of what could happen, you know, because we don't want to, we don't want to research. Our cases are very, very low at the moment. I don't know. So man. they're not opening up the restaurants on, in, you know, the, for indoor dining at all. Yeah. I mean, here either. But like I said, I went into the restaurant to use the restroom. You know, the waiter had to come over to me. I mean, I don't see how that would have been any different indoors. You know, the the air is just going to blow the coronavirus away. Well, I guess, you know, they're talking about the way it spreads, you know, and the the actual moisture that comes out of your mouth that may land, you know, within a certain distance. So wearing the mask prevents it. Um, Distancing from people who possibly have it. You know, so wearing if you're in a closed space, prevents, yeah. wearing the mask prevents it when you wear the mask. You know, when there's you wear so the mask, many people out there who are not wearing the mask. Their babies are running around not wearing masks. You know, I've I've seen with my own eyes 
people walking around just la la la, you know, like it's last year sometime with yeah. no mask on. And even our, you know, I mean, our, I have to say I'm really happy with our government here. You know, our mayor and our governor are on point. They are strict and they're like a mandatory. If you are out in public anywhere inside, except inside of your own car, right? you must have a mask on. If you're walking down the street, if you're just anywhere in air, you must have a mask on. And right. you still see people without it. Exactly. So I don't why know. do you think people do that? What do you what do you think it is? You no, know, it's just something in our American psyche. You know, we cannot be controlled. We cannot. We are the rebels. You know, like can't no. You know, it, it's privilege. It's definitely privilege. privilege. We're not used to being told that we can't do something. And sometimes, if you personally don't know anyone in your demographic who has gotten sick or died from this. You really, True. really think, well, if I get sick, it'll just be like having the flu or, you know, I mean, if I get sick, I'll be coughing for two weeks and, and then I'll be fine. I mean, I'm not working anyway, so I don't have anything to lose by just sitting home coughing. It'll be fine. Right. I also think that there's a big unknown about this whole thing. Now, somebody told me today, somebody that's close to me told me today that they tested positive Ooh. for COVID-19. But what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Because we don't know yet. We don't know the, yeah. the particulars about this virus. And it means different things to different people. Exactly. My cousin. Absolutely does. You know, asymptomatic. Okay. But then other people get it and they die within a month. Right. So it's. Disproportionately know. number of people of color. Yeah. And why is that? I think there are a lot of different factors along with that. You know, I think throughout this whole thing, we were on the front lines mm -hmm. doing things in the food industry, mm -hmm. healthcare, uh, uh, health workers, grocery, you know, all the blue collar jobs that were essential, um, underlying health conditions more than anybody else. Uh, it's sad. It's sad. And, and now they're reporting. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, you know, fewer access to uh, health care. Yes, absolutely. And now they're reporting, you know, cases of uh, kids, children contracting the virus who thought they were invincible. Oh, Young yeah. kids, you know, children. Um, you know, I think a couple of days ago or a week ago, a fraternity, they traced back a lot of COVID cases to a fraternity house. Those are, those are kids that are 18, 19, you know, years old. You're not invincible. No. We're not invincible at all. Having coronavirus parties, you know, with a prize of who can get it first. Yeah, but the only thing is the person doesn't live to collect their prize. Right, exactly. People just not taking it seriously. It's not. And, and the thing is, you wouldn't have this for any other disease. You wouldn't have a herpes party. Right. You wouldn't have a syphilis <laughs> party. You know, like things that you know that you can get rid of. You know you right. can get all those. You can, herpes, syphilis, chlamydia you know, or at least calm them down to the point where it's like not even having it. And right, no one has yeah. a syphilis party, a gonorrhea party. So why are you no. playing with coronavirus? Like it's playing. somehow not as bad as gonorrhea even. Exactly. You're playing roulette. Tuberculosis. You're playing roulette. Exactly. Do you think it has to do with the leader of the country? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, this is why we pick leaders of the country. You know, like this is why, you know, you can't just sign a bunch of paperwork and become president. Because it's important who we choose because, you know, it's kind of like those, you know, the rock stars who say, I'm not a role model. Well, hate to be the one to break it to you. 
But you, you are. really are. You really yeah, you are. Ooh, hate you to are. be the one. You, you kind of are. I know you didn't sign up for it, but you didn't know that what, what comes along with it. Right. You know, it's, it's like saying, you know, I signed up to be a secretary. I didn't sign up to be a coffee maker. They don't exactly. tell you you're going to be making coffee, but guess what? No. Everybody knows they if, if coffee has to be made, who they think is going to make it. Right. The treasurer? Yeah. No. The accountant? No. The secretary, you know? So come on. You didn't sign up to be a rock star and be a role model. You are. So president, you are signing up to be a role model. Right. And the most powerful man in the, in the world. You know? And of so, course you're a role model. Yeah. Exactly. So I noticed so, recently he's... He, go ahead. It, it's subconscious I, even. It's subconscious. You may not even realize that you're looking up to this guy. But you figure he know, he's got the inside track. If, if someone's going to know something that not everybody else knows, like if someone's got the inside track or something, it's him. So you figure, well, if he's saying don't wear masks, then it's okay. And he doesn't want to be photographed in a mask because he doesn't want to look weak. Well, I don't want to look weak either. I know punk right. either. Exactly. You know, as you just said, I am from the shy. You know, right. I know punk. <laughs> so if, you, if, if wearing a mask makes you look weak, then I, why do I want to look weak? Exactly. At the cost of what? 131,000 deaths? Lives? Well, you know, did those really happen or was that a democratic hoax, Marcos? Exactly. Was that a exactly. Hoax? Did that really happen? Or are they just trying to say that that happened to make him look bad? Or, they, or did, they, did they just die to make him look bad? The recovery is happening at a record pace. Like things you've never seen before. And that's what he says. Well, right. Right. There's going to be something mm -hmm. else he's not going to be seeing anymore, too. Right. Speaking of which, his niece released a book today. No. Mary Trump. I usually buy all those books. I usually buy, like, I bought, like, you know, Fire and Fury from Michael Wolf. I got The Rumor It Happened from John Bolton. I try to keep, you know, you know abreast of all the anti-Trump books. Right. Now, I'm wondering how, the, how people, what people are thinking about that. For anybody who's listening, please hit me up and let me know what you think about the new Mary Trump book. Um, now, I want to. Now, I understand she said that if she could talk to him now, she would tell him to resign because he's incapable to lead the country. Those are her words okay. exactly. Have, have, have they met? Is this really your uncle? If you, if you think <laughs> to resign, like, are you sure? That's right there. Just invalidated your whole book, lady. You right. Think you can tell? I would tell you. So would I. So, yeah, so would I. The protester on the street has been holding up signs since <laughs> before he came to the talk talking about resign. Oh, if only we had thought of that. If only we had just asked politely for him to resign. Crazy. And, and I want to say that it wasn't, wasn't it like uh, maybe 2017? Yeah, like 2017, she was there with him and she was telling him, she was giving him all kinds of support because everybody was saying that he could lead the country and this and that. And she was there saying, oh yeah, don't, don't, don't worry what they say. You can do it, you can do it. So why is it that in the course of you know two years, three years, that she's all of a sudden flipped and now she's saying something different? Well, the same reason, you know, the couple of books that I've read, the same reason they all flipped is the benefits stopped flowing to them. Mm. Yes. Nobody writes a book while they're still employed. Right. You know I mean, they all write books once they get cut off on the gravy train. 
Exactly. You know, it's like I always say about like, you know, people who get mad at you, like you're at like a little standing room only concerts and you're mm-hmm. cutting to try to get closer to the stage. They don't care that you cut past the 20 people behind them. They only get mad when you try to cut them. Cut in front of them. That's right. Yeah. Speaking so, of which, whatever happened to Amarosa? She wrote a book. <laughs> I tell you, I stay on top of these books. I know she wrote a book, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm like, is that, you know, who, who are you calling unhinged? Like, is, is this kind of a catch-all for all y'all? y'all right, right. <laughs> self-diagnosis? What, what, exactly what do you mean by unhinged? But yeah, so I mean, not that they're valid, not that their criticisms aren't valid, but you didn't pipe up during the impeachment hearings. Mm, yeah. You right. saved all these little juicy tidbits for when you could get paid for them. Right. Exactly. Not that you're, again, not that you're lying, not that you're not 100% correct, but you lose a little credibility with me because why don't you pipe up? The dude's been president so long now. It's his term's almost done. Right. What were you trying why to get out of it? Why bother now? Right. Why bother now? Exactly. You know, or you only w- waited to drop the book like a when you got cut off from the money or got fired or now that it's safe to pile on him like now that the, you know, the tides are turning but when but when, when his popularity was still kind of high you didn't say nothing nothing you didn't say nothing nothing, nothing. now you piping That's up right. something, all the yap 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 about how he's so terrible wasn't he terrible two years ago three right. years ago my g Me trying to get a dollar <laughs> <laughs> oh, so in the news today, Nick Cannon. Oh, break my heart, why don't you? Yes, was fired by Viacom because of a podcast he did with anti-Semitic slurs. What do you think about that? I didn't hear what was said. Mm-hmm. I did read his apology. Well, I did read his explanation. Explanation. Mm-hmm. And his anti-apology because he said that there's nothing to apologize for. He doesn't tell his kids to apologize. He tells them to say, okay, how can I be better educated? Right. And I get that. I get that. And I also get that, you know, you're like, oh, you're not going to force me into an apology. I'm never the guy that's going to be jumping hoops and tap dancing for you. I get that, okay? But sometimes if you really hurt somebody's feelings, those two words can do a lot more healing than, than 50 other words. You sure, yeah, you're exactly right. Let me, let me I, I wanna read what he said. <clears throat> if I have furthered the hate speech, I wholeheartedly apologize. But now I'm the one making demands. I demand full ownership of my billion-dollar Wild and Out brand that I created, and that'll continue to misuse and destroy without my leadership. I demand that the hate and the backdoor bullying cease, and while we're at it, now that the truth is out, I demand the apology. So now Nick's demanding an apology for Viacom and ownership of his show. I think you're conflating a lot of different issues here. You know, I think how you feel about the ownership of your show and all that, that's great. This is, you know, it's like, it's like you know, all issues matter. Okay, no, right. they really don't, not right now. Right now, 
it's the apology it's issue the that matters. Apology, right, for right. what you, you said. You can talk about renegotiating your account, you know, because if you wanted to own your brand, you could own your brand before you sold it to them. You know, right. or don't sell it to them. If you want to own something, don't sell it because then you don't own it. So exactly. you can talk about ownership of your brand and the deal that you negotiated and all that in another conversation. Don't conflate that with the conversation of I said some hurtful things that hurt people that have nothing to do with Viacom CBS. You hurt people who are just regular people who were your fans of yours or just, you know, right. Actually, which may or may not have something to do personally with the people at Viacom, because we don't know if Viacom is, you know, if there's a large percentage of Jewish people right. there. So of course it's both his but business he and personal. He, he didn't talk about his, you know, his demands were all business related. Right, the demands were, yeah. We're talking about the the first conversation. you got to separate these two conversations. Like, again, it is important for you to negotiate your contract and why you have to bring it up now. Ill-advised to bring that up during an Mm -hmm. apology. You know, try to, you know, like, change the, you know, flip it on them. But I think now it's not even about Viacom CBS. It's about hurting your fans' feelings. Absolutely. You know, and even if you didn't mean it. Actions for the things that you did. Again, you know, it's just two little words. I mean, how hard is it to say two damn little words? Two words. Two Only two words. words. Okay, they ain't even got that many letters exactly. in them. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Okay? I'm sorry. And, 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 little words sorry. with a big impact. Huge impact. And then maybe, yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe he can get his job back. Who knows? That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like you shot yourself by saying I'm sorry. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's just saying I'm sorry for the hurt that I caused you. Not if I caused, but the hurt that I caused. That's all you have to say. Exactly. That's it. It's that simple. So what do you think Nick should do? Should he have a full-out apology? And say the if sorry. you're sorry, which I do right. think he's sorry. I do think he's sorry. I don't think he meant any offense to anybody. I don't think he did either. You know, but what he could do is just come back and be like, listen, the words I said did not describe my intent. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt anyone's feelings. That is not what is in my heart. Um, please educate me as we are all in the process of educating ourselves and let's just move forward. Yes. Agreed. So, I mean, that's it. And that's it. This is Marcos Luis. Thank you for joining me for One Mic Night Talk, the live talk show talking about current events for that guest host, Patrick Creed. Please leave us a comment on One Mic Night Instagram page. One Mic Night is spelled O-N-E-M-I-C-N-I-T-E. Like our page on Facebook, One Mic Night, and and you can follow us on Twitter. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to talk about. We'll see you next time. Talk. Peace.